The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Point Conversation Football Talk for Fans by Fans right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts alongside with me as always for your week 17 weekend roundup. Hey. Mr. David Brick, what's going on, my man? How are you? I'm good, man. Bills made the playoffs today. Next week they can get the division. I'm feeling good. I'm pretty happy. How about you? I'm not bad, you know. It's good. Always be better. Right. Always be better, you know. Yeah. Fucking Colts. <laughs> yeah. Always they live to disappoint. They always do. Um, they like to make it very exciting until the last possible game, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And here they are doing that for you. And here they are. Yes, yes. They get to play Jacksonville next week, and they have not won in Jacksonville, or a, yeah, they have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. Really? Correct. What? Yeah, it's a real stat. I can't believe that's a stat. It's real. In Jacksonville. That means they've lost in Jacksonville every single year for the last six Jacksonville or years. London, technically. So when oh, Jacksonville okay. is the home put, team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's insane. So what Miami is to the pay, to Tom Brady, yeah. Jacksonville is to the Colts. Yeah, right, where they always have that fluky random loss. Yep. That's wild. Oh, it's yeah, it's great. <laughs> that's it's fun wow yeah well a point of time to talk about the Colts I swear I won't rant and rave too much I'm just yeah. whatever um but yeah we had a uh honestly the most shocking thing that happened this week was not even I mean I guess it was football related we'll yeah. talk about a b mm-hmm. um and his epic meltdown I guess I mean uh, it's, it's gotta be somewhat football right it happened during a football game he took well he took his football clothes off i but. loved the uh the meme that you also put on facebook where it's like hey i want to you're at a red light during the bucks game you look <laughs> over and see antonio brown like, i wish i made that one <laughs> yeah i i don't know if you made it shared it whatever but that that was funny yeah I, no, was the internet stays undefeated on things like that it does it just really does it, it does i yeah ab is uh yeah well like three strikes are out, buddy. He did block me on Twitter several years ago. However, he did get me a hundred new like at least a hundred new likes on my on the two point conversation. Really, page. he blocked so, you? Oh yeah, I don't remember. Uh, it was when, when him and Big Ben were going at it. No shit. Yeah, good times. I love that. You should make that your like Twitter bio. <laughs> blocked by Antonio Brown. I should make a, put, put it in a poster. Yeah, put it up on the wall. That'd yeah. be something. That's funny. Um, yeah, we got a lot of games to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, 15 games to talk about today. Of course, no Thursday night football, so we got a full slate of uh, of conversationing to to go ahead. So let's start off with your Buffalo Bills. All right, All right. Um, there's our first game we're going to talk about: the Bills winning at home, cinching their playoff um, spot with a 29 to 15 victory over the Atlanta Falcons, bumping them out of uh, bumping them out of playoff contention. They can no longer get in the postseason. So. Um, so, yeah. yeah, tough one there for Atlanta, but uh, 
it, Bills chose to. I feel like they chose to make it a little interesting with some of those Josh Allen turnovers. Uh, you know, the first half felt very twenty twenty one Bills, where like they're better than their opponent, outplaying their opponent, and then you look at the score and they're losing, and it's like how did how is this happening? Uh, Josh made some stupid throws. You know. Yeah, I agree. I, I see my thing with Josh Allen today is like I think he I think he ran really well, and that's an aspect of the game I want to keep seeing him do into the playoffs. Like we're gonna win games because of that playmaking ability, but throwing the ball. I mean, I know it's snowy, I know it's cold, but a couple forced throws. I know like two of his interceptions were tipped, and that's not ideal. But it makes me nervous because it's like. Those types of throws, I feel like we've seen Josh Allen make all year where it's like he's forcing it a little bit, but it's like a dime. And then like today, it's like he's doing it and it just didn't work. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, that's just it's it's nerve wracking when, you know, we have one more game to play and then you can't really make mistakes after that. It's once you hit the playoffs, so you got to. Yeah, you got to be, be smart. You can't do that to a Chiefs team or something like that. You're right. Like, you if pay. you're throwing three turnovers to Patrick Mahomes, you, you lost. Like, that's, that's oh, yeah. the game. It's you a know? wrap. Um, I, I think uh, Gabriel Davis is becoming a, a hell of a number two receiver for this team. Oh, he's so good. And I think that's someone that uh, I feel like can should just be here long term with Diggs. Uh, and it's Singletary running the ball. Like stop giving the ball to Zach Moss and it worked. I mean, although you know, I know it was a snow game, so the the you know the run attack was what really kind of led the Bills today. But I just I feel like single Terry kind of finding his uh, his role here late in the year is going to be pivotal in the playoffs for the home stretch. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, next week they play the Jets for the division. That's a big big game against a team that's actually been playing decently well as of late. Um, but you know, that's a perfect game too. You know, win, get the division, and then go to the playoffs on a hot, you know, four-game win streak and and see what you could do. So, <clears throat> you know, I'm not really nervous about Josh Allen. Definitely think he could have made better decisions, but I think that's stuff he'll he'll look at this week. I just think he's too smart of a guy to to let that, like, affect oh, him. Oh, yeah, he's not going to let it just be his right. M.O., um, no you know, doubt. Plus, weather, you know, played a factor. But, yeah, I was pretty happy. The first half had me concerned. Second half was pretty much they did exactly what I wanted them to do. Um, and I still can't get over these these damn Vegas odds makers, man. They had the spread at fourteen. They win by fourteen, like hot. <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. With the safety and everything, how did they get that's this right? Actually, creepy as shit. Right. Now that you mention it, um, right? <laughs> yeah, Atlanta made things very very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, you know, I would actually love to to hear how what goes into making those Vegas spreads. Right. I, I'm actually very intrigued by it. But yeah, that is. Right, I I would love to know too. Like, is it a boardroom of like people? Is it computers? Is it like, like what is the science? Right. Yeah, I'd love to figure that out. But yeah, Atlanta made made things interesting. They actually, this is they they were pretty close actually for a, a majority of this to settle for field goals when they should have took touchdowns. That was kind of their that was kind of themselves shooting. You know, that was them shooting themselves in the foot. A couple bad passes. There's it's Atlanta though. They've had a, actually this is an improvement of a year for them. Yeah. Um, all things considered, they, they've taken a little bit of a step forward, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure where Atlanta goes from here. They need a lot of help. They need a lot of work. They got to figure out who, what their future quarterback situation is. I yeah. think soon. Matt Ryan is not good <laughs> anymore. Like watching that game felt like I was watching like a really bad rookie. Like he just had no awareness. Like the yeah. amount of pressures and sacks and 
And but like Matt Ryan of like up. five years, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Even like, last year he was good, I, and I always defended Matt Ryan. Yeah, I, and I love Matty Ice, man. I think he's, I think he's been a good quarterback his whole career. And like, but watching him, I was just like, why is he doing that? Why is he standing there? Why is he not moving? Where's his awareness? How does he not like recognize the pressure? You know, right? But uh, you know, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was. It's it's been weird to see Matt Ryan. How, much he's falling off this year. You get, you know, you lost a lot of, lose a lot of playmakers, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. excuse me. All right, let's go into our scoring drives for this game. Uh, Jake Kumara was tackled in the end zone, giving the uh, Falcons a two nothing lead with a safety. Then Josh Allen with a one yard run and a, a Tower Bass extra point, seven to two lead. And then at the end of the first quarter, Josh Allen a four yard run uh, with a Tower Bass extra point, fourteen to two lead. As a baseball score. Uh, second, well, actually, that's a little dramatic. Um, it, it could be a baseball score. <laughs> In today's it's league, It's not a yeah. normal football score. Let's just say that. Right. Uh, second quarter, Youngway Koo, 28-yard field goal is good to make the score 5-14. to And then Mike Davis, one-yard touchdown run with the Youngway Koo, extra point, 12-14. to And then Koo hits a 24-yard field goal, 15-14. to Falcons with the lead at halftime. Third quarter, Devin Singletary, six-yard touchdown run. Um, followed by a Josh Allen, a Cole Beasley two-point conversion, 15-22 to Bills lead, and then the final point of the game, fourth quarter, Devin Singletary, four-yard run. 29-15 is your final score. Bills, 10-6 and all together, 5-3 and at home. They finished with a winning record at home, of course. And the Falcons, 7-9 and with a 5-4 uh, and four, uh, away record currently. What do we got for the stats? Uh, your stats leaders for the day for Atlanta, Matty Ice Ryan, 13 to 23 with 197 yards. Um, your rushing leader is Mike Davis, eight carries, 42 yards and a touchdown. And your receiving leader is Kyle Pitts, two receptions, 69 yards. Nice. Uh, for the Bills, you got Josh Allen, not the best day, 11 to 26, 11 to 26, 120 yards, three interceptions. Um, but your rushing leader is Devin Singletary, 23 rushes, 110 yards, and two touchdowns. And your Bills receiving leader is Stefan Diggs with five receptions for 52 yards. Let's go, Bills. Oh, man. I just, excuse me. I just seen this guy I know on Twitter. He goes, um, he, oh, man. If AB would have hit a, a touchdown today, he would have hit a 15 leg parlay for $200,000. Oh, wow. God, that is gross. Oof. That is gross. Speaking of gross, next up, the Giants <laughs> and the Chicago Bears. A team that, or a game that really doesn't wow. mean a whole lot except draft position. Chicago having their way with the uh, Giants 29 3 at home. Um, it's pretty widely expected that Matt Nagy's going to go at the end of the season. They're going to start their coaching search after week 18. Uh, but I'm getting a big win at home. Oh, not really a big win, but it, it, it's whatever. It's a football win. For them. I for mean. them. It's cool, um, I guess. I don't have much to say <laughs> about this game. The Giants are trash. Chicago um, is nicer trash. And, <laughs> I mean, they beat them up. It was nice. David Montgomery's yeah. on my fancy football team. So that was uh, – You finally got some scores? And... It helped. I mean, I played against Joe Burrow today. Oh, you're done. I might be. I got Devontae at let's, – let me – I just can't get it's over not, how bad the Giants are. It's not a good look. Imagine saying, yo, we're going to keep our GM, our coach, everybody, whatever the hell they said. Oh, no, they said the coach and the quarterback. That was it. That was it. And oh, fuck. then you lose 
twenty nine to three on the road yeah. to Chicago. Like I just, how, why would you even say that last? You like, that, shouldn't, that, right? Like that, that just drives me nuts. Like I don't know, Giant, I feel bad for Giants fans a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, they got some Super Bowls, so whatever. So. <laughs> they do. Yeah, I'm not gonna win that fantasy league. Uh, <laughs> I need Devontae Adams to out to get thirty points and so, at, at least thirty points and stay ahead of Nick Chubb against Pittsburgh tomorrow. So. Mm. Oh, I'm on St. Brown. Oh, he can make it. Now, there's four minutes left. I'm on St. Brown could do some cool things. Let's do um, it. Do it. Do oh, it Antonio Brown, Brown also just released a rap. That's cool. He just released a rap? Yeah. He linked it on his Instagram. Pit, not the, pla- Pit not the Palace. Okay. I, like, I would like. I don't know how that works, but I feel like you should just play that. <laughs> I want to hear that. I can. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Maybe it'll close the show out today. All right. Yeah, like, that's a that's a good idea. All right. Let's do that. All um right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to win that fantasy league. Thanks, Carson Wentz. Damn, hate to see it. Um, scoring plays are as follows. David Montgomery, a two-yard run, 7 nothing with a Cairo Santos extra point, 7 nothing lead. And then Darnell Mooney catches a four-yard touchdown pass from Andy Dalton, 14 nothing there. Second quarter, Graham Gano hits a 38-yard field goal, 3-14. to Chicago's still in the lead, and then it's all, all business for the Bears. Cairo Santos, 21-yard field goal is good, 17-3. to and then uh, Angelo Blackson gets a safety, 19-3. to And then Cairo Santos hits a 44-yard field goal, 22-3. to And then the final points of the game in the third quarter, David Montgomery, two-yard touchdown run, 29-3. to um, Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What do we got for the stats of the day? Well, uh, this might be the worst stat line for the Giants I've ever seen. Uh, we got... Passing leader, Mike Glennon, 4 for 11 for 24 yards and two interceptions. Uh, rushing, you got Saquon Barkley looking alive. 21 carries for 102 yards. That's good. Um, and receiving, you got Elvin Ingram, one reception for 12 yards. Oof. Uh, for the Bears, Andy Dalton is your passing leader. 18 to 35 for 173 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, your rushing leader is David Montgomery, 22 carries for 64 yards and two tutties, uh, and receiving, you got uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, seven receptions, 69 yards, nice, and a touchdown. <laughs> and Second game your, in a row. Yeah, there we go. Let's see how the streak continues. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we shall see. I'm sure there's going to be something. Now. Speaking of, no, not that, not there. Okay, not there yet. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, Kansas City and the Cincinnati Bengals. This is the game of the week. The week. <laughs> this like made me just so depressed, man. Like, I Joe I, Burrow's legit, man. Joe, Joe Burrow's a gunslinger, and I love that for the Bengals. Like, I my one of my best friends is a Bengals fan. He's a Bills fan, but he like is a Bengals fan. It's really weird. Um, but so I've always kind of been like, huh, like go Bengals a little bit, you know. Um, and it's I just I love their uniforms. I love which is a weird thing to just say you love about a team, but I love their uniforms. And Joe Burrow in college was such a I just love that he's doing it in the pros, and then Jamar Chase is there, and he was this boy in college. I just love it. I don't know. It's cool. Um, but it makes me depressed. Like, <laughs> Jamar Chase, I I spent three months saying I'm going to draft this dude in Dynasty, having two of the top four picks, and I take Najee Harris and Kyle Pitts, and I don't oh. take Chase. Like, yeah. This is why I need to never listen to minicamp, Preseason. Nah, he's got to turn that shit off. Yeah, I literally turn it off. Burn it. Just Jamar Chase about to get rookie of the year. Understandably so. He's the number one ranked 
dynasty player for next year. If you're to start a dynasty league and you have first pick, he's ranked one. Uh, understandably so. Which is shitty because I, like- I was going to take him <laughs> last year and I didn't. Like, why, what is wrong with me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know it's 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 crazy, man. Isn't Joe Burrow? I love Joe Burrow. He's fun. He's a I, he is fun. I want to get his jersey and maybe not, hopefully not ruin his career. I want to get a Chase jersey. So you get Burrow and I'll get no oh, because if you ruin Burrow, you're going to ruin Chase. So <laughs> maybe we should vice versa that one. Yeah. <laughs> nah, maybe probably or just don't get it. Maybe <laughs> don't know? touch it. It's just just yeah, just, just let it I go. I don't need any more jerseys. Yeah. Um yeah, Cincy played a hell of a game. KC got up early on him and Cincinnati just rallied back. Joe Burrow is a fucking freak. No, literally. And everybody was like, Oh, wow. They thought you know, it was a, a fluky win over Baltimore last week because the, the the secondary is banged up and and yada yada yada. But I mean, we know KC doesn't have the best defense, but holy shit. For mm-hmm. him to do what he did, slinging it the way he did. Another perfect, damn near perfect game. Right. It's it's nice to see. I'm happy for Cincinnati. I, I am too. And it's nice to just see the Chiefs get beat. Because in the AFC, to me, that's like the that's the powerhouse team. Regardless of seating and positioning and where teams are, like it's KC's conference. You got if we can beat out KC, you can. And it just this is a game that made, like kind of put KC in their place still a little bit, saying like we know you you, you ain't going. This is their first loss in in a considerable amount of time, I think too. Uh, it, Probably since week yeah. seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight weeks, and they lost to Tennessee, you know, nine weeks ago. Right. So, which is, you know, and that's what I'm saying. I just it I it'll humble KC a little bit, and I think it makes things really exciting for like the seeding. I don't want KC to get that one seed. That's no, I don't think before. a lot of people do. Like, I'd rather have Tennessee get the one seed. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I, t- Tennessee's beatable. They probably will, and there's another story. with yeah. Tennessee too, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, listen, Cincinnati is unbelievably good. Very, very happy for Bengals fans. I uh, Zach Taylor, I was ready to write write him off this year. I think I mentioned it last week, mm-hmm. and, and I can't say enough good things, man. You made it right, and, and you know, and, and so this makes things interesting. Does this make Joe Burrow the comeback player of the year? Does he is he up there, or does he clip stack with the performances that he's been having? I actually think that Joe Burrow may have put his claim into the MVP race. I would say he definitely has to be the comeback player of the year, right? Like he like the the injury he got I'm gonna have to put that a question on Facebook. Yeah, like the injury he got and based on the level of play this year and he putting his team in the playoffs, like I just what other player this year really shouts comeback I'd have to think about it. It's Dak or Joe. It's got to be. It's Dak or Joe. And both of them actually have a case. They do. Because Dallas is doing amazing things this year. I so. put it to, I'm going to put it to Facebook. It'll probably all be for Burrow because everybody hates Dallas fans. D- Dak's got a case, though. He does have a good case. I mean, he just we can't ignore that he just torched up Washington yeah. uh, last week. So, But, yeah, good on Cincinnati. They got a, a needed win. This is their first AFC North championship since 2015, which was their last playoff appearance. So, Oh, they um, won the division. They That's won the right. division yeah, with this win today. Yep. Yep. Nice. So this is, uh, this is massive for the Bengals. Good for them. Um, and a huge stigma that they have to overcome, too, uh, coming into the playoffs. You know, they haven't won a playoff game since before text messaging. 1991, 92, I think was their last playoff win. So it's been a long time. 
They oh, are yeah, star for one. Because they went a bunch of years in a row and lost. Uh, Correct. What's his name? Marv Lewis? Marv Lewis. They never won a single playoff game. Yep. That's crazy. Isn't that a wild stat? Um, but all right. Let's take a look at the scoring drives for this game. Yeah. Also, Chiefs fans, it's literally nothing to worry about. It's just a good-ass shootout. Um, kudos to those who took the over on that game. Yeah. Kudos to them. Uh, your scoring plays for this game started off with the Demarcus Robinson 29-yard touchdown reception for Patrick Mahomes. The Harrison Bucker extra point, 7-0 lead there. And then Travis Kelsey catches a three-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes, 14-0. Uh, Bengals put some points on the board. Jamar Chase, a 72-yard touchdown reception from Joe Burrow. With an Evan McPherson extra point, 14-7. Casey's still in the lead. Second quarter, Darrell Williams, one-yard t- uh, touchdown run, 21-7. Uh, next up, Jamar Chase, uh, 18-yard touchdown reception from Burrow, 21-14. Starting to rally back. Casey Darrell Williams gets a one-yard touchdown run, 28-14. Casey's still scooting ahead in the lead. And then uh, final point of the half, Evan McPherson for the Bengals, 46-yard field goal is good, 28-17. Third quarter, Jamar Chase, a 69-yard nice. touchdown pass from Joe Burrow, 28-24 Bengals, and then Tyler Boyd, catch, Boyd catches a five-yard touchdown pass. Bengals take the first lead of the game, 31-28. Harrison Bucker, it's a 34-yard field goal to tie things up. And then in the closing seconds of the game, Evan McPherson, 20-yard field goal is good, 34-31 Cincinnati. What do we got for uh, what do we got in the stats? For the stats, uh your passing leader for KC, Patty Mahomes, 26-35, 259 yards, two touchdowns. Um, your rushing leader is Darrell, Darrell, Darrell Williams? I think it's Darrell. Yeah, we'll go with that. 14 carries. I don't remember what for, I said. I actually, like listeners, I, I don't know I, what yeah, I said. We'll, we'll go Darrell. Uh, 14 <laughs> carries, 88 yards, and two touchdowns. And your receiving leader is McCole Hardman, uh, one catch for 53 yards. Uh, for Cincinnati, you got Joe Burrow, 30 of 39 for 446 yards and four TDs. Uh, rushing, you got Joe Mixon, 12 carries for 46 yards. Uh, and receiving, have a day, Mr. Jamar Chase, 11 receptions, 266 yards, three touchdowns. Attaboy. Ugh, it, I'm so depressed. He should be on my dynasty team for the next 20 years. So I know. Here I am. Y'all fucked up. Yep. Wait, I fucked up. Uh, yep. Fuck. <laughs> Let's just next next game. <laughs> yeah, next game. Great. Raiders, Colts. Oh. Raiders winning twenty three to twenty on the road. This is their third straight victory uh, for the Raiders, who put themselves in a pretty good position to possibly um, get in the postseason. If they win next week against the Chargers, they are in uh, at yeah, ten that, and seven. Is that a win you're in for both teams? I think I think it is. Yeah, got, I, I'm probably pretty is, sure it right? is. There's two AFC playoff spots that remain. Yep. So if they win, they're in. That is entirely possible. Steelers could still make it interesting too, but it's winning in for both those squads. Um, Raiders, I got to give kudos to them. I'm not going to sit here and, and just to make this all about my Colts. All right, I do that enough when they lose. It's annoying. Um, and yeah, they, they deserve this L this week. Um, for the Raiders, man. You fans are so and this team is so resilient. I love Derek Carr so much. I'm so happy for Derek Carr. I'm happy for this team. Everything that Derek Carr has had to endure in his career in Las Vegas to to be right there, to be that close. Good on them. 
You know what I mean? It's a stud, yeah. especially you know for this team to even be in the playoff hunt. It, it's after at, everything this year. After Rugs, after, after Gruden, Gruden, after that right. defensive player, whoever the heck he was, he was a twenty twenty pick, right? You know all that shit it's, for them to be even that close. Like kudos to you guys. Like there's a part of me that wants you guys that wants the Raiders to get in. There's all they actually, have to do is win next week. All they got to do is win. I mean, I'm in a tough spot because I want, I like the Chargers too, but like shit. I mean, they could if if the Colts lose. I think the Chargers and the uh, the Raiders get in. Yeah. There's some weird scenario, but um, but yeah. Listen, Raiders busted their ass. They deserve to be in the playoff picture, and I'm happy for them. Um, yeah, the Colts got to go back to the drawing board. They've had a rough week with everybody going on COVID. No excuses. It doesn't matter. But um, they just played flat today, defensively, offensively. It was so painful to watch. Um, it was it was bad. It was really bad. But they got to beat Jacksonville. They got to beat Jacksonville. That is their uh, their ticket into the postseason. Yeah, and they could find themselves anywhere from a from a five seed to a seven seed. They could be anywhere in that mix. Yeah, they they just need to have better quarterback play from a outside fan view for them to be serious in the playoffs. I that's that's my opinion. I think t- Taylor is who he is. I think Wentz does a lot, but I think he needs to be even better and i think that's that's gonna be the deciding factor on their fate this year yeah you know yeah do you think that's fair i don't know you're you're a fan you know more about that team than i do no i do it just sucks because and this is i mean this is like just um oh god um (laughs) um sorry there's more group chat stuff turning off um yeah, it just sucks because week in, week out, I'm like, oh, wow, Carson played great today. Oh, wow, Carson did his job, but then Carson didn't do enough. I'm just like, w- like, what do you, like, you know, he's played a lot better this year. There's no doubt about it. But, man, he mm-hmm. missed a wide-open T.Y. Hilton. That's what I'm talking about. And, I, like, it, it upsets me because because um, I want Carson to be the guy. I like Carson Wentz a lot. I'm very happy for his turnaround. And he can be the guy. He just has to take that. He's like we what can't he depend- did that year. He was leading the MVP race up until until like pretty much when he got hurt. Like he looked great that year. Yeah, and he can do it. Like you, we've all seen him. The year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they didn't get there without the way he played that whole half the year. Correct, half the year. So he could do it. And. There's games that he looks impeccable, and it, so it's just like he's just got to do that consistently. That's all. I mean, he and didn't have a preseason this week, but it's like it's week eight, seventeen now. You got to be, you got to know. There's no excuse in that department. Right. I just, I hate, you know, and, and Colts fan or Bills fans have had this thing too. I just hate this idea. Oh, next year we'll be okay. Oh, no. next year everything will be okay. I don't like that either. It's like I hate it's that like year. everyone's like, oh, we'll just get get in the playoffs, and next year everything will be okay. That that was my train of thought for when the Bills were in their drought, right. and I just wanted that curse lifted, where it was like, just get in the playoffs, we'll figure it out, and they did, and that's the only time I ever. But like, you don't want to live like when you have a team. That you, that's capable of the playoffs. Your mentality should be to go to the Super Bowl and win it. Like it, it, that's no more. Like I don't like that either. That ah, we'll get there next year. We'll get there next year. It's just stupid. We're you not Super Bowl ready yet. Well, what the fuck are you? Well, what do you right, right, like, like what do you do? Either you're contending or you're not contending. Yeah, that's like, it. I don't want to just go in. The, I guess I did end up ranting about the Colts. <laughs> I don't just want to go in the playoffs and get my ass kicked again. No, that's that shows me. Well, one that shows me that this team hasn't grown. Right at all, right. right? That shows me that this team hasn't grown. If you go out, if you go in as a seventh seed and get knocked out in the first round again, well, 
Yeah, well, great progress I, that this team has made. I, I will say this, though. From what I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but going into the offseason, I think the Colts had one of the top cap spaces. Is that right? They did. Do they next, going into next year? They're a top 10, I think. Yeah, I think they're like a top five, even. They're around there. And, you know, obviously that we'll see next year sucks if you're a fan of the team you want to win but and, see Ballard doesn't like to spend money though so yeah well that and that's kind of what I'm getting at is like okay if you go in the playoffs realistically with the cap space you have you, you should be able to get a couple pieces and put actually, a team together and actually like be Tennessee. the dominant team right not but, the team at like the bottom yep. of that mountain crawling up you yep. know and the Colts could do it and they have but like I every you know what that does it for me is like any team that makes the playoffs can win it. And I I just think of the Giants teams with Eli Manning. Yeah. Both of those teams that won pretty much had no business winning. And they did. And that's all it takes. It's just, you know, you just got to get – once the playoffs happen, you just you win and keep going. That's yeah, it. Too. that's all you could do. But it's just like it sucks when it's like, okay, you've gone flat. So, like, I don't know. I, I And there's teams in the playoffs that to me are like, eh, they, they're not going to go anywhere. But, like, as a – Outside fan, it's just as a Bills fan looking out at all these teams. Like I feel like the Colts are a dangerous team because you're more generous than I. Yeah, but I mean, obviously you're more critical because you're you watch your team, you yeah. pay more attention to your team. But as a as a fan of not the Colt, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of them. But they have a great defense, uh, an amazing running back. And they have some pieces that were – it really just comes down to Carson Wentz to me. I mean, obviously, the defense has to, to play to the level they can. And I know in the beginning of the year that wasn't the case. But they're a ter- scary team in the playoffs. If if you're de- – like, defense can get you there. I mean, you need good quarterback play, though. And yeah. they're very well-rounded, which is, like, why I – don't, I don't know I, – I don't even know if this is true, but I feel like the Colts have to be – Every single game they played this year had to have been pretty close, at least the ones they lost. Yeah, they've been in a lot of the games. You know, I guess. like they never really gotten blown out, which is that, cool. that's kind of yeah, kind of where I I'm think Seattle at. was the biggest biggest and, loss, and that was week one. Yeah, so. and I know a lot of the losses they had. What teams came back on them too? Yep. So yeah, they could. To me, it's like once you're in, that's that's when it, the season starts. So that's when you could be more critical. But yeah. At least I think the, the future is bright for them, at least with cap space. But obviously, like I'm with you, like I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want I want to win now. Win now, and that's how I am. I as don't a like Bills win fan. later. It's win now. I want to win now. You Just, never know what could happen next year. You could have your best five players get hurt. Mm-hmm. You could lose your coach. You could, you know, I don't know. Your quarterback could retire. You, your player could take his shirt off and throw it in the stands during the third quarter you when could. your team's driving. You don't know. <laughs> you really don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go out of the scoring drive for this game. Open up with a Josh Jacobs two-yard touchdown run, 7 nothing lead there. Second quarter, Daniel Carlson is a 47-yard field goal, 10 nothing lead. Michael Badgley, 46-yard field goal uh, for the Colts. Puts them on the board, 10-3. Dan Carlson, it's a 44-yard field goal, 13-3. And then Jonathan Taylor, a one-yard touchdown run, 13-10 at halftime. Third quarter, uh, Colts take the lead with a T.Y. Hilton, 45-yard touchdown pass, 17-13. It was a bobbled ball, too. Carson, it should have been a pick. And the, the Raiders defender literally popped up, and T.Y. was like, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> uh, 17-13 lead fourth quarter Hunter Renfro catches an 11 yard touchdown pass 20-17 to Michael Badgley ties the game up at 20 with a 41 yard field goal and then this was almost a touchdown but Derek Carr had a sweet bomb to uh, Hunter Renfro but they did rule him down by contact 
Uh, and then Carlson nail, nails a 33-yard field goal to win the game 23-20. to uh, What do we got on the stats for this game? Uh, your stats leaders. My phone. There it is. Uh, for the Raiders, passing leaders, Derek Carr, 24 of 31, 255 yards, one touchdown, and two INTs. Your rushing leader is Josh Jacobs, 16 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. Uh, in, wow. Your receiving leader, Zay Jones, eight receptions, 120 yeah. yards. Welcome back, buddy. Uh, for the Colts, your passing leader is Carson Wentz, 16 to 27 for 148 yards and a touchdown. Your rushing leader is none other than Jonathan Taylor, 20 carries for 108 yards and a touchdown. And your receiving leader is Michael Pittman Jr. And that is the stats on Raiders Colts. Yes, sir. All right, next up, a very one-sided victory. The New England Patriots beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 50 to to 10 uh, to punch their ticket to the postseason. 10 and 6. They are four, uh, four and five at home. Jacksonville uh, falls to two and fourteen. Safe to say that their uh, interim head coach will not be back next year. I uh, don't have a whole lot to say about this game except that the Patriots needed to kind of have this kind of game and a little bit of a confidence booster. Mac Jones looked vastly improved. I get it. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. but um, but as yes, I mean the solid, when you beat a team fifty to ten, that's that's saying something. So um, so yeah. yes, New England is officially into the postseason. Um, there's, yeah. Like, is there some weird scenario where the Patriots can still win the AFC East? There's got to be. Yes, because the Bills have to. I mean, they're tied right now, oh, but the Bills yeah. have the tiebreaker because of their division record. At the same, right? So right, right. if the Bills lose and the Pats win, they get it. So they have the Bills. It's it. The Bills control it. They got to win. But if they lose and the Pats win, then they get it, and that could happen. Interesting. Um, I don't have much to say about this game. I only popped in from time to time, but there's really not much to take away from this. New England dominated it, yeah. and that's the way it is. Uh, your scoring drives for this game. Damian Harris opened up with a two-yard touchdown run, 7 nothing lead for New England. And then Jacksonville on the board with a Matthew Wright 29-yard field goal is good. 7-3, end of the first quarter. Second quarter, Damian Harris, 7-yard touchdown run, 14-3. And then Christian Wilkerson takes a 6-yard touchdown reception from Mac Jones, 21-3. Jacoby Myers takes a four-yard touchdown pass from Mac Jones, 28-3 at halftime. Third quarter with Christian Wilkerson, 20-yard field goal, or Jesus, 20-yard touchdown reception um, with a blocked PAT, 34-3 lead. And then Ramondre Stevenson, one-yard touchdown run, 41-3. Fourth quarter, Nick Folk, 43-yard field goal is good, 44-3. And then the final points for the Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson, a six-yard touchdown run, with a fake, why, why go for the conversion? Uh, they went for a two point conversion. Why? And uh, maybe it was what? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I got nothing. And uh, then garbage time. Dare Ogan Bowali caught a um, twenty eight yard touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence. Fifty to ten. Your final score. What do we got in the stats for this game? I still can't get over the one for two. <laughs> uh, your passing leader for the Jacksonville Jaguars is Trevor Lawrence, seventeen to twenty seven. 193 yards, one touchdown, three INTs. Your rushing leader is uh, Dare Ogunbowale. Yes. Sure. Nine carries for 36 yards. <laughs> and uh, your receiving leader is, wow, La- Laquan Treadwell. Uh, six receptions, 87 yards. I honestly forgot he existed. Um, <laughs> for the Pats, you got Mac Jones, 22 of 30, 227 yards, three touchdowns. Um, and your rushing leader is Rashad Stevenson. Um, 19 carries for 
Oh, I said Rashad. I meant Ramondre. 19 <laughs> carries for 107 yards, two TDs. It's been a day. And your yeah. receiving leader is Kedrick Bourne. Five receptions for 76 yards. That is your stats. I barely stuttered and stumbled. You did good. I'm All proud right. of you. I think, buddy. I need that support. Aside from Connor Rashad, that yeah, was not bad. He's got a name, I think. <sighs> All right. Next up, this is a pretty solid game. I think one that many weren't were, expected the result, but they didn't expect it to be the way it was. Uh, Tampa Bay winning 28 to 24 in New York. Man, Jets won. We're winning at most of the game. You know, <laughs> they had a 24 to to 10 lead when Antonio Brown lost his shit. I just got a text. It's fitting because I got it like this second as we bring up the game. And have you ever watched Impractical Jokers? Like, have you ever seen that show? I don't know. What was it? Impractical Jokers? Yeah. Yeah, I have seen it. So it's like a picture of like, you know, the guys in the back. And he's like, all right, now take off your clothes and retire mid game. And then it just shows Antonio <laughs> Brown like jumping up and down with his shirt off and they're just laughing. And. You know, I feel like the internet is, like I said, is going to stay undefeated on this. But, like, what warrants you quitting mid-game week 17 when your team's arguably the favorite to win the Super Bowl? Um, There's a lot. I heard a lot of rumors. So, um, a lot of rumors up there. Antonio Brown is, actually, I don't even have, I don't even have a stat anymore. He was, like, a couple catches, a couple yards, and a touchdown away from hitting some like million dollar. It was like three hundred thirty three thousand dollars per thing, okay. per bonuses. And somebody, there's a lot of like conspiracy theories that they just they're not trying not to give him those bonuses. Okay, they're trying not to give AB those bonuses, but which is weird from Brady's sake. I don't think Brady would give a crap about that. Right, he you would, know what I mean. Like if, if it means winning, yes, I think if he means AB throwing the ball friend. to an open guy, he's going to do it. You know, right. So, you know, that and A.B. is his friend. He's been a reclamation project. So there's that. Um, there's also the thing that, hey, they were losing to the Jets. So A.B. is just like, fuck it. I, I, I think as someone that for a living works closely with people, uh, and I see lots of different types of people, different types of problems, I feel like this guy just needs mental health I know. I, I just he, I don't know what to do. Like You know, and, and a part of it comes either – it starts with the people that are closest to him trying to help him get help because if he in his head does not think he needs it, he will never get it. Um, he doesn't. And, but, but people but, have tried to help him too, yeah. and he's also he's, – he's spit and, and that's in their like, face. And I wonder if this is a product of how dangerous football is because I just think back about that hit that uh, Perfect hit on him. What, like that's a long time ago. Six years. Eight, yeah. seven. Yeah, six years. Right. I'm not even saying that hit affected him, but I'm just saying, like, just think about the shots he's probably taken. Like, is that is that something he's always been like, or do you think that's a product of the danger of football? Like, he's I, been different after that hit. That, and that's why I think of that hit, because that's when I started to see a different Antonio Brown Yeah, was pretty much, like, the years ensuing after that. But, right. I, I, I don't know what to make it, of it, because, like I said, there's yeah. people that are openly trying to help him. Right. There's player. I mean, but you also go back to before that, you know, receivers from the Steelers like Mike Williams and stuff who, um, you know, said, if you pay this guy, you're creating a monster like you're to, to the Steelers. And they did. And he became this huge. Yeah. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I need I need targets kind of guy. Yeah. You know, I don't care if you're I'm triple covered. Throw me the ball. No, that's not how it works. Like we're trying to win. Right. It's not about 
padding stats or any of that shit. It's right. about team wins, and, and AB has long been that guy. Yeah. So, but I don't know, all right, because it, 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 I'm not there, so I, it's hard not it to It is hard because we but only see what you, you see only, on the field. Right, and it, but it's always AB, though. Yeah. It's always AB. It's like it's his world, and, and everyone's just in it. Correct. You it's know? always him front and center at this stuff. And he shouldn't be in football. And he really shouldn't be in any sport, in my mind. Like, he just needs to get help, and he needs to get humbled. He's got plenty of money, so I, yeah, I don't know. just get, get help, get humbled. Um, for me, now, now for me, as not a person, but just a football fan and a Bills fan, uh, I'm excited because, you know, Godwin's out for the year, Fournette's out, now AB quit. Like, I don't want to see Tom Brady win a 30 millionth Super Bowl here, so... I mean, I'm not complaining that he decided to quit mid-game, but... Hey, they did win after he le- left, <laughs> They though. did, they did, and maybe that sparked him. And that was... Do you know... I, I swear I read this stat right. I, I read it six times on the TV. That was the first time Tampa Bay won in against New York Jets when they're home. When really? When New York Jets are home. First time in franchise history. They I did not there. know that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. That's, That's what it said on the TV, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and of First course, time. Brady, I mean, because think about how much they really play each other on not top very of often. that. Yeah, and then if they do, years. like, how Yeah, right. How many times are they actually in, their in stadium New York? stadium once yeah. every other eight years, I think. Right. So, yeah. so the last time they probably played was when, like, they, they went to the AFC Championship, that Jets team. I would assume. Uh, 2014 was, well... 2014 was the last time they were in New York. It would have been 2014. Yeah, 2014. 2013 have, or 2014. So that would have been that those years. Right? Actually, it would have been the 2013 season. No, um, when were they? No, there was 2010, 2011. They still had Sanchez. Oh yeah, that was a couple years. No, no, that was uh, Geno Smith era. Oh yeah, because that was like 2000. But Tampa also stunk back then too. So yeah, when the Jets went to that championship, that was like 2010, right? Nine and Nine? ten. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was in high school still. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, so yeah, Tampa wins. Same old story. Good for the Jets. Uh, keep it close. Make it the interesting. Uh, they almost had it. Um, you're just scoring drives for this game. Braxton Berry also with a one yard touchdown run. Um, seven nothing lead for the Jets, and then Mike Evans catches a four yard touchdown pass. It's tied at seven. End of the first quarter. Second quarter, Braxton Berry six and nine yard touchdown reception from Zach Wilson. Fourteen seven lead. And then the Bucks, Ryan Suckup, it's a 39-yard field goal, 10 to 14. Final moments of the second quarter. First half, Eddie Pinheiro for the Jets, 51-yard field goal is good, 17 to 10 at halftime. Third quarter, Ty Johnson, a one-yard touchdown run. I think Michael Carter got hurt in this game. So thoughts with him. Uh Ty Johnson, one-yard touchdown run, 24 to 10. And then uh it was just all Bucks after that. Uh, Cameron Brate, four-yard touchdown pass from Brady, 17-24. And then a Ryan Suckup, 27-yard field goal, 20-24. And then final 15 seconds left in the game. Cyril Grayson catches a 33-yard touchdown pass from Tom Brady with a two-point conversion. And, uh, yeah, Bucks win 20-24. What do we got on the stats for this one? Uh, for... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, your passing leader is Tom Brady, 34 of 50, 410 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, your rushing leader is Keyshawn Vaughn, eight carries, 31 yards. Uh, and your receiving leader is Rob Gronkowski, seven receptions for 115 yards. Um, your passing leader for the Jets, Zach Wilson, 19 of 33, 234 yards and a tutty. Um, your rushing leader is Michael Carter, three carries for 
54 yards. And then your receiving leader is Braxton Berrios. Eight receptions, 65 yards, and a touchdown. All right. Next up, the 8-8 uh, eight and eight Miami Dolphins. Well, now 8-8 eight eight Miami Dolphins. They fall to Tennessee 34-3. to Titans improved 11-5. They are the current number one seed in the AFC um, with the help of Cincinnati earlier this uh, today as well. Uh, not a whole lot to say about this. I was expecting, you know, more from Miami. Miami's playoff chances were on the line, mm-hmm. and uh, they fell flat. I whiffed big on that pick. Um, but good on Tennessee. It was announced uh, a couple places saying that Derrick Henry is back in the facility working out. So uh, I knew they were going to get creamed. I didn't think that bad, though. Like, look at all the teams they beat, though. Saints, which is like, okay, but Jets, Giants, Panthers, Jets. Texans, like uh, they did beat the Ravens. That was good, but like all the you know this massive win streak. Everyone's like, ah, oh, the Dolphins are good, but it's like they just beat all really bad teams, which is still like you do have to do it to be good. But the Titans, like even with injuries, are good. Like I know that they're you know? they're really not a bad team at all, no, and, and they're going to be scarier if Derrick Henry comes back. If he comes okay. back. And that bye week has anything to do to you know for him to come back. That's why they need that first seed. And, I mean, they, all they have to do is beat Houston next week, and they're the one seed. I hope they do. I, I want them to get the one seed yeah. because as a I got I speak from being a Bills fan, but they the Bills can beat them. We've seen that game. I think they're a better team. Plus, they're injured, and I just think going into Arrowhead, which is like you know the, where the Chiefs play, I just think that's a tougher task. So hopefully, they do win. They're in. We'll see. We'll certainly see. Um, yeah, it was just one side. Let's go to look at the scoring drives for this game. Uh, Jeff Swaim, one yard touchdown reception from or Swaim, I think it's Swaim, one yard touchdown reception from Ryan Tannehill. Randy Bullock's uh with the extra point, seven nothing lead. Second quarter, Bullock hits a twenty three yard field goal, ten nothing. Jason Sanders for the Dolphins put the puts them on the board. Thirty nine yard field goal is good, ten to three. And then Deontay Foreman with a twenty one yard touchdown run, seventeen to three. Their fourth quarter, Anthony Ferkser, 15-yard touchdown reception from Tannehill, 24-3. Bullock gets a 44-yard field goal, 27-3. And then Dontrell Hilliard, a 39-yard touchdown run, 34-3. So, uh, not only does Ryan Tannehill get revenge on his former Miami Dolphins, he also boots him from the postseason. <laughs> so, pretty interesting there. Uh, what do we got in the stats for this game? Uh, your stats for the Dolphins, your passing leader is Tua Tagovailoa, 18 of 38, 205 yards, one interception. Your rushing leader is Duke Johnson, seven carries for 49 yards. And your receiving leader is Mike Kosicki, four receptions for 51 yards. For the Titans, your passing leader is Ryan Tannehill, 13 of 18, 120 yards, two touchdowns. Your rushing leader is Dante Foreman, uh, 26, uh, carries 132 yards one touchdown and your receiving leader is aj brown two receptions for 41 yards all right next up nfc east matchup philadelphia eagles improved to nine and seven uh with a 20 to 16 victory over the washington football team who washington was actually leading for a little bit of the way and then philadelphia turned it on um didn't watch too much of this game it was just kind of another game between these two, but Philly Philly needed it big time to uh, you know make their way into the postseason. It was uh, I think they're they're up there. I think they're 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 almost locked in. I don't know if they've locked in a playoff spot, but I think they're pretty damn close. I gotta take a look at the uh, seeding for the NFC. Wow. Um, 
I just randomly looked at St. Brown. Didn't you need St. Brown? He did all right. He didn't get much more. I I'm, I think I'm done. Uh, I didn't know what he had when you looked. I just saw. I just looked at my meaningless game, and I just saw him have eight receptions for 111 yards oh. and two touchdowns. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> Philly is the seventh seed, so I think they have. Are they? They're the seventh seed. Um, and then who's behind them? Saints are at eight and eight. Vikings are at seven and eight. Oh, they play tonight. They'll probably lose. So I don't, Philly might be okay. They, I think they play Dallas next week. I, I just uh, I knew this game would be not high scoring because I just the Philly and Washington just screamed like defensive battle to me. And my cousin who's in the championship for first place is a thousand dollars, and he started Jalen Hurts over uh, Kyler Murray, and I told him not to do that like four oh, times, and that was like. That's the difference of him being down 15 points right now or being tied. So, <laughs> yeah, that's just uh, it's you know it's obviously easier in hindsight, but I was saying it before the game. So, you know, yeah, Jalen hurts his his booty cheeks a little bit, a little so, bit. You know, fly Eagles fly, fly I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, scoring drives for this game. Yeah, I don't have I really don't have much. Buffalo UB former UB running back Jarrett Patterson 11 yard touchdown run. Puts Washington on the board, 7-0 lead, and then a Joey Sly, 31-yard field goal, 10-0 lead. Second quarter, Boston Scott, two-yard touchdown run, 7-10. And then uh, two Joey Sly field goals to close up the first half, 39 and 55-yard field goal, 16-7 lead at halftime. And then the Eagles got cooking. Boston Scott, one-yard touchdown run, 14-16. Fourth quarter, Jake Elliott, 42-yard field goal is good, 17-16 lead. And then Jake Elliott, a 41-yard field goal. With two minutes twenty one seconds left, and the Philadelphia Eagles win at twenty to sixteen. Uh, what do we got on the stats for the day? Your stats. Uh, your passing leader for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, seventeen to twenty six, two hundred fourteen yards. Your rushing leader is uh, Boston Scott, fourteen carries, forty seven yards, two touchdowns. And your receiving leader is Dallas Goddard, six receptions for seventy one yards. For Washington, you got. Uh, uh, Taylor Heineke, he was 27 of 36 for 247 yards and an interception. Um, nice. Your rushing leader is Jared Patterson, former UB Bull. 12 carries for 57 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then your receiving leader is Terry McLaurin, seven receptions for 61 yards. And there you have that. All right. Next up, Los Angeles Rams squeaking out a victory. Over the Baltimore Ravens, 20-19. to Another really good, show, decent showing for Tyler Huntley um, there. And uh, it, Rams won at the final moments of the game, too. It wasn't like this, uh, you know, Ravens mounted a comeback or anything. Ravens were winning most of this game, which mm-hmm. is, like, impressive. I don't know what's going on with the Rams. They got this, this comeback kid mentality, and they don't really have to. Uh, They're definitely... Uh a better team and I just felt like they were really shooting themselves in the foot early with a lot of turnovers but uh the comeback was nice but like you said they don't they don't I I feel like they're hurting themselves you know more than more than anything hopefully Stafford figures it out he's been turning the ball over a lot what five interceptions in the last two games yeah he's gotta he's gotta fix that going in the postseason but again as a Bills fan I was happy uh because they needed the Ravens to lose to clinch the spot today so I was all about that. Yeah. Cooper Cup's really good. Yes, he is <laughs> he is phenomenal at, at what he does. So good. He is phenomenal at football. So um 
yeah, didn't watch too much of this game. Don't have too much to comment on, but uh, I'm still really liking Tyler Huntley under center. I do too. He's not bad. He's 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 fun. He is fun. He's fun, and he's a better passer than Lamar. Um, oh, stats, uh, scoring drives for this game. Uh, Chuck Clark, a 17-yard pick six. I don't know if you've seen this. Odell mm-hmm. Beckham Jr. threw a punch at somebody, and I, I think it went past the refs. I don't think they've seen it. OBJ threw a punch. If you can he's find done it before video, a bunch of times. Yeah, it was trash. He did it against the Bills a couple times years ago when he was on the Giants. So yeah. stupid. Yeah. Um, no doubt. But, yeah, Chuck Clark, 17-yard, pick six, 7 nothing lead for Baltimore. Then Justin Tucker hits a 22-yard field goal, 10 nothing lead. Cooper Cup, 18-yard touchdown reception for the Rams, puts them on the board, 7-10. to Justin Tucker, 46-yard field goal, 13-7 lead for the Ravens. Third quarter, another Justin Tucker field goal, 46 yards this time, 16-7. to Fourth quarter, Sony Michelle, one-yard touchdown run, 14-16. Justin Tucker is a 34-yard field goal. And then game finale, 57 seconds left. OBJ takes a 7-yard touchdown pass from Matthew Stafford with a failed two-point conversion, 20-19 to victory for the Rams. What do we got on the stats for this one? Uh, your stats leaders for the Rams, you have uh, Matt Stafford is your passing leader. He's 26 of 35, 309 yards, two touchdowns, two INTs. Your rushing leader is Sony Michelle, 19 carries for 74 yards and a touchdown. And your receiving leader, none other than Cooper Cup, six receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown. For the Baltimore Ravens, you have Tyler Huntley as your passing leader, 20 of 32, 197 yards and an interception. And then you have uh, for your rushing leader, Devonta uh, for uh, Freeman, jeez, I cannot speak today. 14 carries for 76 yards, and your receiving leader is <clears throat> my boy, Mark Andrews. Six receptions for 89 yards. What a game. What a finish. Rams pull it out. Bills, uh, you know, benefit from that. So that's all I care about. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, yeah, because Baltimore needs a lot of stuff to go their way to kind of make it at this point. Uh, all right, next up, the the AFC West matchup, the Chargers getting revenge on the Broncos, 34-13. to They split the series this year. Chargers 9-7 and at home, or this year. Broncos fall to 7-9. They are officially eliminated from postseason contention. Uh, yeah, it's just a pretty just good show, as expected. Drew Locke got hurt. They brought in Mark, or uh, the younger Rippon, um, his son. I think it's Brett Rippon. Um, yeah, oh, it's literally sitting uh, right in front right, of me. And Kendall Hinton. Ripien, or is it yeah, right? it's, it's, They call it Rippin, I guess. Um, and then Kendall Hinton, it was just not very good. Drew Locke looks like he, he had an okay game. It wasn't bad, but this is just what Denver is. Their, their offense is, is not good. I'm telling you, they're a product of a possible Aaron Rodgers location. <laughs> I just could see it. It's like them, the Saints, or like. Maybe. I don't know. But there's like, the, listen, they have nobody to throw to there. They have Judy. Judy's not good. What? You <laughs> don't think so? Let's take a look at his production. Let's take a look at Jerry Judy's production. But like, what is year. like? Who's throwing him the ball? I mean, Teddy B's been spinning the ball around pretty good this year. But he's not like a gunslinger. He's not like a guy. Not exactly. But Jerry Judy's a guy that I think can go up and and catch a ball over almost anybody. I I think that I don't know. He's had glimmers. It's also he's, he's, he's wide, been hurt. He's wide receiver eighty one this year. Well, he's also he's also hurt for like five weeks. I mean, I guess I I don't know. 
But I think to me that's like who's throwing him the ball, I guess. Possibly. You know, like put him on like the Cowboys and put Lamb on the Broncos. Like I feel like Judy would still put up a lot of numbers. It's possible. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, it is still young. Like it's still early. Yeah, he's still he's still on the young side. It could take a year. I just think the the offense, the quarterback play. I mean, Teddy B. Had, you know, you're not wrong. He did play pretty well earlier, but yeah, I don't know. just overall as a package. I don't know why they extended Cortland Sutton. He's yeah, why? not good either. I don't know. Yeah, I, they, I don't. He was good for fantasy like last year. And like that was two it. years ago, or maybe no, 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 no. Him, it was two years ago. I yep. took him my third overall pick last year, and he got hurt like right away. It was not cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Chargers needed this one to kind of get back in the picture. They're right on the cusp of the outside, looking at inwards. Um, yeah, they got it. They're winning in next week too. Them and the, Char- the Raiders are in, in, and I like that. That's in. that's gonna be a cool game. I need to bet on. I hope that. they put it on prime time. I hope oh, they, do. they got to right. They have to. They're money hungry uh, for sure. Uh, your scoring drives for this game: Austin Eckler for the Chargers, three yard touchdown run, seven nothing lead there. Second quarter, Hopkins with a nineteen yard. Dustin Hopkins with a nineteen yard field goal, ten nothing lead. And then Keenan Allen catches an eight yard touchdown pass from Justin Herbert, seventeen nothing there. Uh, and then the fight, Brandon McManus, uh, final seconds of the first half. 61-yard field goal is good, 17-3. I think that was his personal best. Uh, third quarter, Dustin Hopkins, 23-yard field goal, goal is good, 20-3. Fourth quarter, McManus hits a 23-yard field goal, 6-20. And uh, Andre Roberts takes a 101-yard kickoff, ret- kickoff return, uh, takes to the house, 27-6 lead. And Mike Williams, a 45-yard touchdown reception from Justin Herbert. Uh, I believe, I think that's the one. Uh, Justin Herbert has the single season touchdown record now for the Chargers. He just eclipsed oh, Philip wow. Rivers, who had thirty four, and Herbert that's has thirty five. Single season, yeah. That's uh, not that much to me. Like thirty four is decent for like the whole career of the franchise. For like, the yeah, the whole whole like, franchise, like wow. a single season in, within a career. Yeah, um, that's why I just figured they would have had someone. Get a little who was there? Than... Yeah, like who was? Oh, yeah, like Phil Rivers. That's that's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah, he had thirty four, and they broke it. I'm surprised he never had more than that. Me too, a little bit. Um, yeah, but yeah, he gets, and they still got one more game to play. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's where stats are going to get so misconstrued now with that extra game. You know? Oh yeah, like like I, my thing is I love that Peyton Manning has the fifty five touchdown record thing, and it's like <laughs> it's I insane. I don't want anyone to pass it, but now we have an extra game here. Yeah, it's certainly possible. Um, and then, yeah, the final point of the game, Noah Fant takes a five-yard touchdown pass from Drew Locke. 13-34 is your final score. What do we got for stats? For stats, uh, your Denver's passing leader here is Drew Locke, 18-25, 245 yards and a touchdown. Your rushing leader is Melvin Gordon, uh, 10 carries, 43 yards. And your receiving leader for Denver is Noah Fant, six receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown. For the Chargers, you got Herbert as your passing leader, 22 of 31, 237 yards and two touchdowns. Your rushing leader is Austin Eckler, 17 carries for 58 yards and a touchdown. And your receiving leader is Mike Williams with three receptions, 63 yards and a touchdown. Chargers against Raiders next week, week 18. So weird to say week 18. I know, right? (laughs) Just like, ugh. 
Yeah, I, I'm not. A, I'm, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I mean, it has made some, some interesting football. But for me, I'm just like, don't fix what's not broken. Right. That's my mentality to a lot of things, and I think the NFL just is like, hey, we want more money. Yeah, you you want one less preseason game? Fuck y'all, we need our money. Right. Um. Yeah. There's that. Uh. Next up, everybody, the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Win with a twenty-three to seven victory over the Houston Texans. They improved to nine and seven. Texans fall to four and twelve. Don't got a whole lot to say about this game. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, it was good for San Fran. It puts them in the playoff mix. I think they're the sixth seed right now. But um, but yeah, not a whole San, lot of conversation. San Fran's the sixth seed. Yeah. Was is Jimmy G hurt? Yes, he uh, something with his thumb. Okay, I was, thumb injuries. Because I see Trey Lance. Because I did not pay a lick of attention to this game. Yeah. So. To see he Trey Lance okay. kind of ball out. Yeah, he didn't do bad. I mean, I know it's Houston, but still, it's you're a young rookie who has not played much this whole year. Good measuring stick. I mean, yeah. two rookie quarterbacks going head-to-head against each other. Yeah. Um, not too shabby at all. But, yeah, not a whole lot to say about this one. I didn't get to pop in as much as I would like to. Um, but, yeah, that is a good storyline that Trey Lance, you know, having a good performance. Eh, this could mark the, you know, Jimmy G hasn't played bad this year, but I mm-hmm. think he's I think he's kind of uh, – with a performance like this from Lance, you kind of open up the door for a uh, for a boot for a trade for you know Jimmy G. Oh yeah, he'll probably be out. Um, scoring plays for this game, the only points for the Texans was the uh, opening points of the game. One minute fifty seven seconds left in the half. Brandon Cooks catches an eight yard touchdown pass, seven nothing lead for Houston, and then it's all San Fran from there. Robbie Gold closing moments of the first half. 37-yard field goal is good, 7-3. Third quarter, Elijah Mitchell catches an 8-yard touchdown pass from Trey Lance. 7-10, San Francisco. And then fourth quarter, Debo Samuel catches a 45-yard touchdown pass from Trey Lance, followed by a Robbie Gold 27-yard field goal and a Robbie Gold 36-yard field goal. 23-7 victory for the Niners. All right, what do we got on the stats for the day? Your stats for Houston, your passing leader is uh, Davis Mills, 21-32, 163 yards, one touchdown and one INT. Your rushing leader is Rex Burke had 16 carries for 47 yards. And your receiving leader is Brandon Cooks, seven receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown. Your uh, stats leaders for the Niners, your passing leader is Trey Lance, 16 of 23, 249 yards, two touchdowns and one interception. Your rushing leader is uh, Elijah Mitchell, 21 carries, 119 yards. And your receiving leader is Brandon Ayuk. Four receptions, 94 yards. All right. There it is. Next up, uh, Arizona Cardinals getting a victory over the Dallas Cowboys. They've won a three-game skid, and uh, Cardinals getting a much-needed victory over the Dallas Cowboys. 25-22. to Cardinals improved 11-5. and Dallas uh, falls to 11-5. and um, I was sleeping and angry. I was, just, I was kind of sleeping. Kind of really invested in Antonio Brown memes uh, and making them. But uh, from what I understand, uh, well, they just lost. Uh, Dallas lost Wayne uh, Michael Gallup for the rest of the season. He had an ACL injury. Is that what it was? I saw him go down bad. Yeah. And it looked bad. ACL injury, so it's it, that's pretty that's, tough. Is that his second one? I don't know. He had a major surgery before, I know. Maybe it wasn't a whole year ending surgery, but. I can't I can't remember what the heck his situation was. But, yeah. But, um. This is a game that like Arizona kind of dominated, 
and then the Cowboys actually like came back, Made but it, it just wasn't enough. Yeah, and, they were up, you know, twenty two to seven at it, one. Point. Yeah, and that's what it felt like. And then I know when I came here, that's when uh, you know the, the the Cowboys started to kind of like come back a little bit. But they this would be a phenomenal playoff matchup between these. Probably one, probably yeah. one. Like I said, Arizona's getting their stuff back together. They're, they're still like resetting. Yeah. No nuke. Uh, they needed this win. James Conner was out right. They 100%. I mean, they're they're locked into the playoffs regardless, but I think spiritually as a confidence I mean, booster, losing to the Colts, Lions, Rams the last three weeks, they needed a win. Like, you don't want to go in the postseason like just, cold. just losing, losing. Yeah. Like, you needed that that booster. And the Cowboys, is they're one of the best teams in the NFC, so that's a good win for them. Absolutely is. Absolutely. So good on Arizona for that one. Uh, scoring drives. First quarter, Matt Prater hits a 24-yard field goal. Second quarter, Antoine Wesley, one-yard touchdown reception from Kyler Murray. 10-0 lead there. Michael Gallup catches a 21-yard touchdown reception from Dak Prescott for the Cowboys, 10-7. And then Prater hits a 53-yard field goal, fit 13-7 at the end of the first half. Third quarter, Antoine Wesley, 19-yard touchdown reception from Kyler Murray with a failed two-point conversion, 19-7. And then third quarter, final points in that quarter. Matt Prater, 26-yard field goal is good, 22-7. Fourth quarter, Cedric Wilson catches a two-yard touchdown pass from uh, from Dak Prescott, 22-4. Excuse me, yeah, 22-14. Matt Prater hits a 38-yard field goal to put the game pretty much out of reach, 25-14. And then four minutes, 42 seconds left. Amari Cooper catches a four-yard t- touchdown pass from Dak Prescott, and they nail the two-point conversion, 22 22- 25 Arizona winning on the road. What do we got for stats in this game? Your stats leaders here for uh, Arizona. Your passing leaders, Kyler Murray, 26 of 38, 263 yards and two touchdowns. Your rushing leader is uh, Chase Edmonds, 18 carries for 53 yards. And your receiving leader is Christian Kirk, six receptions for 79 yards. For the Cowboys, uh, your passing leader is Dak Prescott, 24 of 38, 226 yards and three touchdowns. Um, He is also your rushing leader with five carries and 20 yards. And then your receiving leader is Dalton Schultz, uh, six receptions for 54 yards. All right, NFC South matchup here. The Carolina Panthers fall into the New Orleans Saints, 18 to 10. All right, Saints are at 8 and 8, Carolina 5 and 11. And uh, yeah, both <laughs> both teams should probably be in the quarterback market next year. Sorry, Sammy <laughs> boy. Um, yeah, Darnold's poo poo. Um, and Taysom Hill wasn't bad, but still, it's Taysom. I Hill. like. Yeah, I know. I know your feelings towards Taysom Hill, and I think the contracts they give him is absolutely egregious. But uh, I kind of like him. I think. Do you? I said that quietly. It's okay. <laughs> I you don't gotta be ashamed of that. I don't. I'm not like a a big fan, but like I can see the potential that the Saints see in him. Now, I don't think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but I think he's a player that could change an offense if you use him a lot. If like, you use him, you know, in the I right don't situation. Yeah, but I don't think he should be getting <laughs> the money he's getting. He's getting paid like he's a franchise guy. Yeah, you know, but you know the Saints eight and eight. I I still I've said it in the beginning of the year. I think if Aaron Rodgers leaves, he just he should go to the Saints. That would be the best. I don't spot. know if they have the salary cap room for him, but that's... I have no idea how any of that would work. Salary cap. If he's but if the Rams could find leaving, a way, then I'm sure the Saints. Yeah, could. I just feel like the Saints would uh, 
like they would go from you know where they are to immediate Super Bowl favorite probably you know. he would elevate them it's a nice city to be a part of too from what i understand mm-hmm. uh, scoring drives for this game lynn oh jesus christ uh liram lemon lennon lennon liram hajrulahu <laughs> 32 yard field goal is good carolina on the board first three nothing lead and then brett maher 41 yard field goal three to three second quarter chuba hubbard 21 yard touchdown run who scored Ten, the extra point? Not saying it. <laughs> Ten to three. I'll just cut, copy, and paste what I put it. What I said before. Ten to three lead for Carolina. Mayher hits a twenty-seven yard field goal for the Saints. Ten to six. Mayher hits a forty-one yard field goal. Ten to nine, cutting that lead. And then third and fourth quarter is all Saints. Mayher hits a thirty-three yard field goal to go up twelve to ten. And then Alvin Kamara catches a twelve yard touchdown pass from uh, Taysom Hill with a failed Brett Mayher extra point. Uh, eighteen to ten, the Saints win. So uh, yeah, they proved to eight and eight. Panthers five and eleven. What do we got on the stats for this one? Uh, your stats for Carolina. Your passing leader is Sam Darnold. He was seventeen of twenty six for one hundred and thirty two yards and one interception. Your rushing leader is Chuba Hubbard. Seventeen carries, fifty five yards, one touchdown. And your receiving leader was Ian Thomas. Three receptions for thirty three yards. For the Saints, your passing leader is Taysom Hill, 17 of 28, 222 yards and a touchdown. He's also your rushing leader with 12 carries for 45 yards. Uh, and your receiving leader was Mickey Calloway, six receptions for 97 yards. All right. And our final, oh, not our final game, uh, just till later. Uh, just till later. The Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle beating the shit out of Detroit. 51 to 29 with uh they improved to 6 and 10 on the season. Russell Wilson uh we don't know, but rumor and innuendo this could be his final game at home. Um that'd be crazy. It would be crazy. What a way to go out if that is the case. But yeah, 51 to 29 victory. Very high scoring game uh for this one. Sad any for Detroit. I picked them. I'm sad. Did you? I did. The Seahawks are not that good this year. I, I know. I, I might have picked them too. They're terrible. They really are not good. They're terrible. But, uh, yeah, they, they beat on them pretty good. Uh, yeah, didn't watch too much of this game. It's whatever. Detroit, I do got to say, I'm excited for this Amon Ross St. Brown's future. He's, he's better than his brother, Equinemius. He's got a he's got potential, man. Like, he's, he's had like up four or five straight games where he's just a stat just monster. Just killing it. I, so. He won me uh, first pick in one of my leagues. I picked him up, and he was a, a monster for me. So. Yeah. No, he's good. I, I picked him up for my championship game this week, and he was not too shabby at all. Right. Um, yeah, but, I mean, the, no meaning for this one. Seattle's out. Detroit's been long gone from the postseason. I uh, don't have too much to say. Let's get into the scoring drives for this game. Uh, first quarter, Rashad Penny, 15-yard touchdown run, 7 nothing lead for the Seahawks. And then Jason Myers, 51-yard field goal, 10-7. Second quarter, Rashad Penny, 6-yard touchdown run, 17-0 lead. Then Amon Ross St. Brown takes a 26-yard uh, oh, touchdown run, 7-17. to uh, Seahawks, final two points of the first half. DK Metcalf catches a 13-yard touchdown pass from Russell Wilson, 24-7 lead. And then Tyler Lockett with 21 seconds left, a 1-yard touchdown reception from uh, Lockett, 31-7 at halftime. Third quarter, uh, DK Metcalf catches a 13-yard touchdown pass, 38-7. And then uh, Lions start to rally back a little bit. Amon Ross St. Brown catches a 7-yard touchdown pass from Tim Boyle. And then Ross St. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown catches uh, the two-point conversion, 15-38. to 
Uh, Taylor Decker, six-yard six touchdown reception from Tim Boyle, 22-38 there. Fourth quarter, DK Metcalf, one-yard touchdown reception uh, from Russell Wilson, 22-45. to Lions score one more. Jamal Williams, one-yard touchdown run, 29-45. to And then two field goals from Jason Myers, uh, 36-42 and respectively, 51-29, to your final score of the game. What do we got for stats? Uh, your stats leader is for Detroit. Uh, Tim Boyle leads with the passing of 22 of 37, 262 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. Uh, still never heard of this guy. Uh, rushing leader is, uh, whatchamacallit, De- uh, DeAndre Swift. Jeez, stuttering. Four <laughs> carries of 32 yards. It's been a day. In uh, your receiving leader is Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, eight receptions, 111 yards, and a touchdown. For the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, when fantasy doesn't really matter for me anymore, decides to have a good week. 20 of 29, 236 yards and four touchdowns. Your rushing leader is uh, Rashad Penny, 25 carries for 170 yards and two touchdowns. Um, And your receiving leader is Freddie Swain, two receptions for 65 yards. And that is the stats leaders on a Seahawks blowout of Detroit. All right. And our final game for... uh this episode, Minnesota and Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers had their way with the Minnesota Vikings, a 37-10 to uh, victory. One side of the entire way, of course, uh, Green Bay with that locking up. They've already locked up the NFC North at that point, but they are now the number one seed in the NFC once again. Uh, yeah, it was a methodical picking apart of, of, of the Vikings, another disappointing end to their season. No Kirk Cousins available this time, um, as he caught COVID on Friday or Saturday. Um, so yeah, it was Sean Mannion versus Aaron Rodgers and, and yeah, it was, it was bad. It was, it was really bad, uh, for, uh, and from Minnesota, um, but, the, yeah, the Packers are moving on to bigger and better things. They finish up next week with Detroit, and uh, then they get a couple weeks off, and, yeah, off to the races. Uh, your your uh, scoring drives are as follows for this game. Mason Crosby opens up the scoring with a 35-yard field goal, 3-0 lead. Second quarter, Mason Crosby has a 36-yard field goal, 6-0 lead. Uh, Alan Lazard. Catches a 20-yard touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 13-0 lead there. And then Devontae Adams catches a 11-yard touchdown pass from Rodgers. 20-0 lead. Final points of the uh, first half. Greg Joseph, a 51-yard field goal is good. I believe I overheard that that was the record for uh, field goals made in Green Bay at Lambeau Field in the month of January. Third quarter, A.J. Dillon, a 4-yard touchdown rush. Make the score 27-3. Mason Crosby lands a 37-yard field goal, 30-3. And uh, then, Mason, yeah, Mason Crosby. And then, uh, sorry, Minnesota, uh, KJ Osborne catches a touchdown pass from uh, Sean Mannion for 14 yards, 30-10. And then your final points of the game, A.J. Dillon, a 7-yard rush, 37-10. That is your final score. Your statistics on the day for the Minnesota Vikings, your leading passer, Sean Mannion, 22 of 36, 189 yards passing and one touchdown. Uh, leading rusher was Sean Mannion as well. Two carries, 14 yards. And your leading receiver, Justin Jefferson. Six catches, 58 yards. 
For the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, 29-38, 288 yards passing, two touchdowns. For the leading rusher was Aaron Jones, eight carries, 76 yards. And for the Packers receiving, uh, Devontae Adams, 11 catches, 136 yards, and a touchdown. Well, everybody, that is that. Thank you so much for tuning in. And on behalf of David, Brick, and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is...